Hello and welcome to Football on the Rocks. We are back for season two, episode number two. Today's a little bit different um, than what we've had in the past. If you listened to our first episode, um, you heard us say what we were going to try to do in episode one. Well, we didn't quite get it in because, you know, even if it's just me and Bobby, we talk too much. <laughs> Ain't that right, Bob? Yeah. Very much so. All righty. Well, I just finished pouring my little drink here for the night. What do you got in your in your glass? Uh, well, I am keeping up the uh, the friends pack here from Lupulin. They did a uh, cold IPA with Ex Novo, uh, which is a brewery out in Portland, Oregon. Uh, so shout out to Oregon. Um, I am about to taste. It got a seven percent rating on the uh, alcohol content here. Okay, so it's a nice, nice hit. To nice, the easy drinker. Um, nice little bit of hoppiness. Seven percent is an easy drinker for yes. a beer. Yes. I mean, I guess there's like ten and elevens now, so maybe. right, right. Um, so they they used um, what makes it kind of a little bit different is the malt. Actually, is a uh, New Mexican blue corn malt that they used in there. And that gives it uh, a different type of a, a kick. Um, I haven't actually tasted this before. So um, I, I'm failing to find the words to, to describe how it tastes. So this is great, great radio here. Um, <laughs> but it's yeah. very good, very easily drank here. Um, yeah. I don't know, it, it definitely pours amazing because it's got this giant white uh, white foamy head on it. So um, it must be used much more out in, in the uh, East Coast or the West Coast there because uh, I barely ever see it used up here in, uh, in Minnesota. Nice. Well, tonight I'm drinking Rocknar, speaking of Minnesota. It's a, it's this quiet... Quietly good uh, distillery, um, Far North Spirits, I think, technically is the one that does it. But it's distilled and bottled by the Far North Spirits in Hala, Minnesota. So shout out to them. This one is their single estate rye whiskey. So it's just uh, the rye whiskey, the cognac cask finish, which is very good. Uh, it is 80% hazelnut rye or hazlet rye. Sorry, not hazelnut. Hazlet rye, 10% heirloom, heirloom corn, and 10% malt and barley. So it's a, it's a good solid one, uh, 94 proof, or uh, yeah, 94 proof um, solid bottle. If you're looking for something a little bit different, you like a good rye whiskey, nothing wrong with a Rocknar. Nice. Plus, it's from Minnesota, and you can get it in Georgia. So there's that. Yeah. And you don't even have to go to, like, Total Wine. You can get it at, like, a regular good your neighborhood. Thing. Yeah. Neighborhood Spider-Man place. place. <laughs> Friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah, there you go. All right, so yeah. what are we talking about tonight, Bobby? I know we, uh, we put the stuff down on the list. Why don't you give our fans a little bit of info on what we're talking about? Well, we're going to, like you said uh, at the beginning there, we're going to kind of clean up what we neglected to do last time. Uh, hopefully we aren't too long-winded tonight, but We'll get into some league types that, the, that are out there, just kind of giving some information. Then those commissioners of ours that are listening, uh, maybe either starting some new leagues with some friends or uh, some little variations within these different leagues, rules or settings or, or different things like that, that can kind of spice up your already existing league to make it a little bit more fun, maybe. Yeah, perfect. I love it. And uh, a couple things too. We'll, we'll probably finish up with your standard league, but we'll talk yeah. about just different, different kind of fun ideas that uh, maybe you can implement to make your league kind of continue throughout the whole season. Instead of just being, I, I think most people really enjoy draft, right? And then the regular season is kind of like blah, right? Not blah. I mean, I love it every single week, but some people, like let's say your team is 
0-6, you're kind of out of it. Like, you know, we don't – nobody wants those dead teams in their league. So how do we keep right. them engaged? Right. Just different ideas exactly. that, that maybe your league will want to implement, maybe not, you know, that kind of stuff. So yeah. why don't we start with league types? There's a couple of them going around right now. Um, I'll yeah. throw out the first one and, you know, let's talk a little bit about best ball. Yeah. So best ball leagues are really fun because what's the best part of fantasy football in some aspects? It's, it's draft day. Yep. <laughs> and in, in best ball, that's all you do. Before the season's even starting, I mean, a lot of them <laughs> right now actually is, is prime best ball season because people aren't into uh, the, the season yet. Usually you have a, a longer draft, you know, you're drafting you know, 20, uh, 25 rounds even in some aspects, sometimes even longer. Because uh, there are no pickups, there's no trades, there's no in-season management at all. Correct. Um, you literally draft a team, and the best player every week at each position is your starter for that position for that week. Right. So the strategy there is a little bit interesting. I don't know what you go with, Bobby, but you know the biggest strategy I, you know you want to kind of throw out there is quarterbacks. Um, so from a pure quarterback standpoint in those leagues, like imagine this, let's say you took, um, I don't know, let's say Kyler Murray, right? Kyler goes out, has a decent first couple of weeks, gets hurt. He's no longer playing. He's not going to be the starting quarterback for call it three or four weeks. Well, if your strategy was like, I'll just throw out Kyler, maybe pick one other quarterback. Just hope that Kyler's the best guy every week and load up on running backs or load up on wide receivers. Well, now you're kind of SOL. You probably aren't going to win that one. You're probably not going to take any money home and so on and so forth. So there's a lot of strategy plays in there. You'll see people do it differently. Uh, right. You know, if you hit right, you're you're going to have a pretty good shot. Um, there's right. one this other is, big this is another one where we'll, you kind of. Well, I, I'm not quite sure which one you're going to get into, but it was more so with the stacks. That's exactly what I was going to say. I okay. knew you wanted to, so I was going to let you take it. Yeah. So go ahead and talk a little so, bit about that. So stacking up your players with um, you know, your quarterback, with your wide receiver, even a tight end in there too. Um, you know, Just really loading up on some, especially of those good offenses, um, kind of like the ones we highlighted in the AFC West. Um, and then even before the season starts – uh, you can start even looking at like, okay, what does week 17 look like? Because if my team is still playing, what's going to give me the best odds at having a championship team that week? And going, hmm, who does uh, Kansas City plays against Denver in week 17? Probably going to be a shootout. Those are two teams that I'm going to load up players on and you know get a bunch of of those because if my teams are doing well, that means those teams are scoring lots of points. And if I do find myself in a championship game, I'm going to have some of the highest scoring players more than likely. And you're making that decision now. In, right. In that's the cool part about it. That, that type of setup and, and you're making it by the way, or July, right? So you yeah, got June and you, know, you have months before the season even starts. You don't know who's going to be hurt. Don't know what, you know, so you're taking some risks, and it's it, it can be really quite a bit of fun. That those leagues are pretty right. awesome. Now you're, you're more likely than also in this type of league to draft those more risky players who are those boom bust kind of guys. Absolutely, because you get them on their boom weeks, and when they bust, it doesn't hurt you because they're not in your lineup. Right, exactly, and and again, that's the part that's kind of fun about those. Now. I'll, you know, again, I'll, I'll mention we talk a good bit during the regular season. We know that uh, we have some listeners that enjoy our, our kind of commentary on DraftKings and who we think is good, bad, and different, and so on. Uh, well, to that point, DraftKings is one of the sites that does this, and I think they do a, yep. a fairly good job. Um, yeah. You can get into a $3 league, cost you almost nothing. You put some money in that thing, and I think some of the $3 leagues, you can win half a million dollars if you take first place, right? It's right. Crazy. Because – that's the fun thing about best ball is that you're not just in a small league with, you know, 12, 15 guys, something like that. You're in a giant pool of everyone just trying to get as many points as you possibly can every week. Well, and the other quick thing on best balls to, to make sure people understand, because when they get into it, if you end up playing in one of these, you're going to want to know, um, but it's 14 teams. So it's not your standard 10 or 12. It's 14. 
team. So I've done two of them. I'll give you an idea of kind of what these teams look like. I did the Kansas City route. Um, I got Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. Uh, I had the ninth overall pick and, and got Kelsey. So anyway, I went Kelsey, Mahomes. I got Joe Nixon as my running back with uh, Antonio Gibson and Kareem Hunt. After that, my running back got pretty weak. Um, I took a flyer on uh, Ken Walker the third. I hope hopefully he does something. Um, but that kind of gives you an idea what makes it tough. Wide receivers, you know, again, we got a little uh, little Miss Georgia, the, yeah. the youngest of our listeners here, yeah, um, is wanting to comment on your team, Joe. It sounds like she doesn't like it very much. No, she doesn't. So anyway, she heard you, she heard you say Antonio Gibson. And yeah, just went, oh, the concept of the pick. stacks. I you know I got Kirk Cousins and, and Adam Thielen. I got Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. Right. So that's kind of the idea there, right? You, you kind of take some risks, and that was clearly just risk taking team. The other one I liked much better. I ended up going with Burrow as my quarterback, Dalvin Cook, uh, Adam Jones, uh, Hollywood Brown, Juju Smith Schuster, Michael Thomas, Irv Smith. Nick Chubb is my third running back on that team. Dak Prescott, I got Robert Woods, Gallup, Winston is another quarterback I had if he has any good weeks. You know, so that's the idea. So it's again a fourteen team first, or sorry, twelve team. These two that I was in were twelve teams. Anyways, twelve team league first. Joe, she's she's saying what all of our fans are saying and going. I don't care who you drafted. I can tell. Anyway, 12 teams first, uh, and then if you – if you in week, I think it's 13 or 14, it moves on to the next uh, bracket if you are first or second in your pool, so on and so forth, and eventually have a chance to, to win some nice money in those things, so it's kind of fun. Um, but, again, that gives you an idea. A, a different league type some of you may or may not have participated in, but something that can be fun if you've ever wanted to. Right. So that um, – uh, Next variation team. of things that I want to get into is talking about the – there's a couple different ways of doing dynasty leagues. Yeah. Um, dynasty leagues is uh, where you are drafting once at the very beginning of your league or doing an auction of some kind. Um, and then you keep every single one of your players and we're only drafting rookies from year to year. Yeah. And we case. did this uh, in another online site. What's that site called, Bob? Uh, that is my fantasy leagues. My fantasy leagues. I think it's just myfantasyleagues.com, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that one was that again, it's totally different. You're literally managing a team. Right. So you're, you're the important part that if you get into a dynasty league with anybody, I think this is really important. My opinion, and this is 100% always going to be my opinion on this, but I think if you do a dynasty league and, and you're especially if you're planning on keeping every single player year over year on your team. The first season has to be an auction. Has to. Right. There's not an option. That's the, that's the only way to fairly really distribute all of the players. Correct. Because then everybody gets a chance at every single player. And it's not like, oh, I only had I had the 12th overall pick. I didn't have a chance at anybody good in the first year. Whatever BS they want to come up with. But right. that's the best way to do it. Now, I do like the way we did ours last year in kind of a – uh, right, we did a hybrid model, yeah, where we did the first four rounds. We did as an auction, but it, we also do have this one. That's a keeper league because um, we're only keeping a certain number of players. We're only keeping four players every season, or up to four players every season. So um, that is one variation out there uh, to kind of these more long-term leagues where you're keeping players year over year. Yeah. Um, for those of you that are more adventurous when it comes to um, the dynasty type of leagues is, is the Devi variation. Um, and are you like changing a diaper or something? No, I am trying to rock her. Um, Mom is putting the the boys to bed, and so me and Georgia are hanging out downstairs. She just finished her bottle, and this is this is the highlight of the entire podcast right now. Yeah, I, describing my home life. <laughs> I'm 
uh, the the fans are excited. Now, I will right. say this: I'm fairly certain when my twins arrive in September that uh, you'll hear them on a few podcasts. So, oh, I'm sure of it. It's Can't not going to be. And John's still got little kids, so they're you know, yeah. well, they're not quite crying babies anymore. But uh, but needless to say, we'll have our right. moments. One of these so, days, so we'll get to, to go back where there's no dog interruptions, no baby interruptions. That's the goal. But we need a lot more people listening to us. Right. <laughs> well, we're having fun regardless, even if two people are listening to us and it's just me and you. Correct. Um, at any rate, the Debbie League is uh, where people get more, a little more in-depth into things. Again, these are leagues where you, um, you're still keeping every player on your roster, uh, but you have two separate drafts every year one is the rookie draft for any players coming into the nfl like you normally would and then you also have a dev draft where you are literally drafting college football players that have not yet made it to the nfl so you're drafting college players in the hopes that the next year they come into the nfl Interesting. And then they're directly onto your team. But you typically only get in, in these types of leagues. I mean, you can get really deep into it, but in most cases you'll find Debbie leagues where, you know, teams can have a two player Debbie draft. Okay. You know, so of all college football players, your league is only taking or at least drafting the top 24 prospects. But right. you still have your rookie draft, so there may be undrafted Devies that are out there that had a great senior season or something just came out of nowhere. Yeah. And that's where, you know, the Devi picks get a little bit more value, but there is still some lottery ticketness to it. Plus it makes watching the NFL draft a little bit more exciting. Yeah, see where going. your players gonna yeah. go play. Because you don't know where your player is being drafted at yet. Yeah. So you don't know what team they're going to be on and, and all that sort of thing. But again, same thing. You still get to keep all your guys year to year. So just one variation of that. Um, yeah. And there's lots of ways to, to kind of build out a, a dynasty team or a dynasty league. But those are fun. Keepers are kind of the same. Um, I, I think it's got to be if you're if you're thinking about doing the keeper one of the good ways to, to do it is that example we gave you where maybe your first few rounds of your draft is an auction and where you're auctioning off the players out who's going to get who at least in that first year uh and then you kind of take it from there um and do a regular snake draft afterwards i feel like it worked out right. pretty well for our league that we did that in right um that, that might be a way to kind of tippy toe for those that are interested into that kind of stuff now, uh, any other leagues you want to talk about, Bob, before we get into just different styles, points, you know, kickers, no kicker, you know, that kind of stuff? Uh, well, one one aspect of the, the dynasty and the keeper leagues to kind of keep everyone interested year to year, and it makes it so that when teams are really bad for a few seasons, uh, keep them actually interested is by utilizing um, the Empire type of league where you have a side pot of money that goes to the empire and within that you can you can kind of format it however you want but in most cases uh it goes to any person that wins a set number when the league starts so like whoever is the first one to win three championships wins that pot when that happens the league dissolves all players go back into the player pool. Nobody gets to keep anybody, and you just kind of restart your league from that point. So it's not just you're winning season to season, but you're trying to win the entirety of the league in a sense as well. And depending on how competitive things are, I mean, and how much money you're, you're putting in each year, that pot can get to be, you know, thousands of dollars, if, if not more even, Um and then it makes the, the the league a little bit more competitive over time as well. And so that's one one way to uh, kind of spice it up a bit. Well, and that's a great example of how do you keep teams engaged when they become when they become that dead team, right? So that's maybe right. a good transition to that. There's some things that you can do for last place teams 
Yeah. Um, punishments you know, for that. Yeah, and, punishments. You know, some of the ones stuff. that are a little bit more reasonable and not like the, the guy has to get a tattoo. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, the guy standing on the street corner, you know, saying, honk if you love my terrible team or whatever. Yeah, those um, are kind of funny. You know, it's, yeah. That, that, again, not necessarily my jam. But there are some that, like, you know, I'll give you a quick example of one um, that uh, my league is in the neighborhood. We're starting one up here in the neighborhood that I live in. And uh, our thoughts or our kind of plan with it. And this is just an example. We haven't decided on this yet, but the loser gets a cooler that says, you know, a nice pink, you know, whatever cooler that says, I have lost my fantasy league. You know, it has everybody's name on it every single year, nice size cooler, and they have to take it to the pool every time they go to the pool. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. For something you know, like something that. Kinda, people that you know, regularly. It's that loser trophy that nobody really wants. Nobody really wants to to create it either. It's kind of like, you know, I don't want that, but it just kind of keeps people engaged. And that's kind of the goal, right? Um, there's, there's two, the other one would be to like, you know, whoever this takes last place has to, uh, has to host the next year, meaning they have to, you know, put all of the stuff together and bring all the snacks and the beer. And, you know, there's a, a thing like that. So you can get creative, get fun with that kind of stuff. Um, Well, that was what I was just going to say too. So the, the league that I, uh, I speak of the most probably on our podcast is the Highlander League. So sh- shout out to all my Highlander folks. Um, but that league is, I mean, we, we, that's, that's the best league I've ever been a part of. And, you know, it, it's just not even a question in my mind. But in that league in particular, there's, there's consequences for everything, right? I mean, we have, it's a, it's a, it's a live in-person draft every year. There's no internet available, so to speak. So you have to use like a book that you purchase at the store to pick your team or print off something online that you like. You know, there, there, we have a Vanna White that walks up and puts all the names in the, on the, the, the actual board that we created years ago. Like it's, it's legit, right? We have a freaking yeah. awesome time with it. The, the only thing but that makes it not legitimate is that me and John aren't a part of it yet. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you got, you have to earn that right. You haven't earned that right yet. And we just haven't dropped anybody so <laughs> there's that anyway um that and it's, it's awesome because that league has been intact for so long and we've the same guys have played in it for that long i mean it's just it's everything about it is great so i hope those guys are listening to this episode because they know i'm talking about them and uh and how awesome that is but but to the point i was trying to make is for last place there is a last place trophy which anybody that takes last has to proudly put in their home absolutely my favorite league um, and the, is the way we do the loser stuff. Okay. So it's just different than maybe others, but there's multiple losers. Like every year it could be the same person twice, whatever, but it absolutely 100% keeps everybody engaged. So number one, and that's really, really when it comes to any type of league, you, you want to keep everyone engaged throughout the season Correct. because, because then you got the guy that's barely hanging on needs to win five games in a row to have a shot at the sixth seed if everything like goes the right way and so he's trading his best players to the best team and it just it ruins the league and we don't want that yeah no no, you have to have some creative uh punishments in a sense and so give us like two or three really quick ones here joe yeah, so the example of exactly what you're talking about was a couple years ago. Um, you and John made fun of me because I drafted Lamar Jackson very early. I think it was second round. Uh, and it just didn't work out for me. He wasn't playing well. He was hurt, whatever, all that kind of stuff. And uh, and I was basically in last place the entire season. Well, there's two loser prizes in this league. Number one, the worst record during the regular season. And number two, the person that loses the loser bracket playoff. Okay? One of those receives the the trophy of a ball sack, a little tiny penis. Yeah, we call it – oh, God, what the heck's the name? I, uh, I can't believe it's it, – they named it after somebody they had in college that I didn't go to. It was kind of funny. Anyway, the, it's this little tiny pecker and a ball sack. <laughs> 
that goes to the person that took last place, right? The second last place piece or whoever loses the playoff or whatever, they have to buy the keg of beer for draft weekend. So even if, like, I traded away Lamar Jackson just in an attempt to try to get a couple extra pieces so that I didn't take completely last place, miraculously, that season, I think I won a total of three games, okay? I won two regular season games, which brought me out of the pit hole of despair, so I did not take last place in the league in the regular season. And I won one game in the playoff so I didn't take last place in the uh, the who owes the beer thing. So somehow <laughs> I skirted by both of those, but by far had the worst team. Yeah. It wasn't even close. So it just makes it fun. And it kind of gives you something else. Uh, any ideas that you can come up with? Those are obviously two examples. Right. We got a little trophy. Loser there, buys a game. Yeah. There's like, lots there's of so many other ways to, to do that. But that's two examples that uh, absolutely, if you're looking for something, you're, maybe your team really yeah. could implement yeah um so one of the league that type that i wanted to talk about and make sure that we got in there was uh, was the guillotine leagues which is oh, a yes. very fun very uh can be very nerve-wracking league in some ways and this is the type of league uh fairly new just came about the last couple of seasons but my god is it one of my favorite ways to play fantasy football during the season i haven't season. done a team yet i gotta get one i gotta um, get one signed up so, so in this in this type of league, you you draft a eighteen team league, um, but what happens is that after every single week, one team is eliminated. Whatever team scores the lowest amount of points in that single week, they're done. Their season's over, and all of their players go back into the player pool. And so, this yep. is a league where you could find last season. Um, Cooper Cup on waivers. Then Jalen Hurts is on waivers. And then, you know, hell, all of your best players, maybe they just had a one bad week and they were the player carrying that team throughout. Uh, But they had that one bad week and suddenly that team that was a killer best team ever, suddenly they're done week 10. It looked like if anybody was going to be winning the championship, it was them. They had a bad week or a bye week came up that just decimated their roster, whatever it might be. Suddenly they're done. And so yeah. this is the league where you just have to be not the lowest scoring team, which makes Monday nights very tense, very yeah. fun. Yeah. And you're, you're yeah. watching not only for like your own team to make sure that you're above that cut line, but then yeah. you're looking at, all right, who do I want to score because I need that team out because I'm desperate for a running back and they got one. Um, yeah. In this type of league, you also ensure that you're using a, a fab budget for yep. uh, those free agent pickups because that's the other um, kind of wrinkle in, in yeah. everything and, and how things go. Yep, fab budgets uh, is a good one to, to bring up just as far as league types. You know, this is yeah. where – you have a free agent, basically free agent auction budget, I think is what it really stands for. Yeah. Um, and, and you take that, it could be $200 for the whole season, right? So a guy comes a free agent, instead of going through your traditional waiver pool, you're going to go in and you have to put in a bid on a player blind, you know, whatever, and hope that you have the highest bid. So it's kind of like a silent right. auction. Right. Um, and that is a lot of fun. Now, here's here's a wrinkle to that that I would love, absolutely love. You, you got to kind of be more local. You got to get a group of guys or girls together uh, to make this thing happen. But a live draft every week guillotine league. Boo! I hate it. Oh, how do you hate that? First hate of all, every, you get every, I hate every, every aspect week, of it. You get the whole group together. And you you do the you do a live auction every what, single week. What what's the point of doing the draft if you're just redoing every team every no, no, week? No 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 no. You're not redoing the team every week, Bobby. You're doing the team, okay? If somebody's eliminated, their players get put into the pool, and their players are live auctioned out. Yeah, I don't. Well, that I don't hate, but there's so much logistical things that go into play with that. It's so 100%. much easier to just yep. do it online. 
plus. I know, but that's how not as much times, fun. God, sometimes online. No, but how many times is it that two players are bid on and that's it by like three people? Like well, sure. even with a that's the, like that's but the you're boring, getting your group of buddies to, together right. every single week. It's an excuse to get everyone together. Wednesday night, hey, come on, right. man. That's, that's that's the fun. Right. That's the fun. that's that's the thing yeah, that you're getting. Instead at, of but poker it's, night, instead of poker night every week, right. you know, you get every your, Wednesday your night. Everyone, draft. well, and you could do that too. You could do every Wednesday night. We all get together, do our live auction, and then we're playing poker. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, so it, it's, it's interesting, but. Not something that most people would actually do. You're not. You're uh, not very excited. Normally, Bobby is excited about things like this. No, that it. it's just too not complicated. Today, huh? Just too it's complicated. Just, it might be. It's it's too much coordinating for whoever decides yes. to try to run that. I understand yeah. that. But the idea, I like. I did. Right. I did. Maybe that's a retirement thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, we we always talk about uh, DraftKings. So your daily fantasy. I mean, there's every. Everybody that's listening to us probably knows that, you know, you're you're drafting your team with a with a budget uh, weekly yep. and just trying to get the best team. I mean, it's yeah. DraftKings leagues are fun too. Forward. There are people that kind of run them randomly, where you, you know everybody puts in twenty bucks a week. Yeah, you know, they take the top three teams, win money. You know, there's there's so many ways to do that. It, everybody's different. It just depends on how much you like to gamble. Honestly, you right. like to gamble a lot. DraftKings is a great place to not spend too much money. You're not going to the poker table. You're not going to the roulette table. You're not going to the you know the blackjack table. You're you're going on your phone. You're playing games where you have a little bit of you're not, you're not, you have no influence, but you have a little bit of uh, uh, a little bit more of your own input to draft the team and you it's more on you. Like, right. If, if I'm playing blackjack and I hit 20 and the dealer flips over a 21, I'm like, well, shit, what the hell could I have done about that? Right. If I lose in DraftKings, I'm like, well, I did pick the team. <laughs> right. You, you had so, a direct influence on all of that. Absolutely. Um, but last, it is a good point. last league type is just your standard, um, redraft league, which you know, just get together with your buddies and draft the team at, for the season and play head to head. What I would like to get into within all that from here um, is into different uh, quickly, different little rules and wrinkles into like uh, either scoring systems or scheduling that you can be doing to make it a little bit more competitive, a little bit more fun. Yeah. Um, So I think you start right out the gates with things like PPR, right? So I think for the most part, point per reception is a standard at this point in leagues. Yeah. That uh, or half. So a lot of Yeah, or half. half. I've seen a good bit of half halves PPR. and those are good. I think they kind of level that out a little bit with that that's a pretty level way of doing it too. A full point is just the standard. Right. Um, so that's kind of what you're seeing a little bit more of. The other note on that too is, you know, how many uh yardage points you give out to different players quarterback points specifically mm-hmm. there's teams that's there's leagues that still do the six point for a quarterback throwing touchdown right uh, four is probably more of the standard that you're seeing uh you know yardage points for guys those are all things to consider honestly if you have right. any questions on things like that call like send in the send in a question like hey what do you guys recommend for you know a standard you know scoring system you know, what do you guys use? It, it would honestly just be best for for a listener to say, hey, shoot us an email, whatever, uh, and get us into some of those specifics. Um, but I want to touch on a little bit of like, are you a guy, we have some people I know that, that only like playing in 10-player leagues, 10-team leagues. Yeah. Um, I, myself, am biased, I think, to 12-team leagues. I think that, that makes the – the person that knows a little bit more about fantasy football tends to do a little bit better. Whereas in a 10, I think somebody can get really lucky. Right. Uh, Cause there's so much more talent available. Right. Um, it, and then the other thing is like 14 has become something that I've seen a lot of I, as well. Liking the 14, especially with the uh, 18 week NFL schedule. Um, you, you play weeks one through 14 as your regular season. So you play everybody once. Um, and then there's one other random game in there. I've seen some people utilize that as, as like a, uh, a rivalry week. So uh, you have like a, a set three or four players in the league that you are rivals with. And, 
in every season it, it rotates between who it is that you're playing as that last week of the season. Like, you know, I don't care that I'm in last place. I'm going to screw you over, you know, because you're my rival. You're my brother. You're my neighbor, whatever. Um, some, some reason to keep everyone involved still at the end of the season. Um, another variation into all of that that I've seen as well is having uh, with a 14-team league or even with 12-team leagues, um, having the first week or first couple of weeks be like a, an all-play. So you literally have to just finish in the top half of scoring of like week one or week two or whatever, um, usually early on in the season. And then you get your win, and then everybody plays everybody one time after that in a 14-team, you know, 14-week schedule. Um, it kind of levels out the playing field and makes it so that that team that's maybe in, you know, seventh place, but they have to play the best team again, you know? Sure. Like, oh, sure, that's, well, not, that, that's not I know, fair. I know you're – you're very, uh, you're very um, biased, not biased. You're very supportive. I think is the best word of that style of of league where it's an all play. Bobby, like he is the true fantasy. Like he wants it to be totally fair, perfect online. I happen to love those weeks where somebody scores 150 points. They play against a guy that scored 151. And the top two highest scoring people are 150 and 151. Yeah, that that is a fun it's, week. It's it's crazy because they're like, oh right. my god, if anybody else, I would have won, and now I'm not in the playoffs. Well, here's right. the thing about this. This is why I'm so strong on that type of league versus the all play. When you get into the playoffs, unless you do all play the entire season, when you right. get into the playoffs, the same dang shit is going to end up happening. And at the end of the day, the highest scoring teams traditionally make the playoffs, right. and they are ultimately the ones that have a chance at winning it. So even if you get maybe screwed one or two weeks out of the season, that does not typically derail your team unless those were the right. only wins you were going to have anyway, right? Right. So, right. I, you know, so I like the more standard style. Yeah. I'm just saying for like a single week to even out the playing. Anyways, um, the other, the other kind of fun things with, with like playoffs, especially if you have a 14 or even a 16 team league is, is getting to a seven team playoff so that those teams at the top are still competing, still very much interested in the outcomes of their games towards the end of the season. Again, we're wanting to try and keep everyone competitive and, and engaged um, and not just kind of, Hey, I want this other team to make the playoffs, So let me put up a weaker lineup or, or not play some people, something like that. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the seven team, I think, is is a little bit more common now that you've seen that in, in, you know, in the, the NFL. NFL. Right. Uh, and there's definitely, you know, it's it's one guy getting a bye instead of right. you know, however many. The, the thing about that that I like is if you have more teams, like if you have a 12-team league or even a 14-team league, seven, I think, makes a lot of sense. If you have the traditional 12-teamer and you're still on the six, I think six is fine. Yeah, I, I don't well, like the leagues where more than half. Right. Yeah, you know, right. it's okay. If you seven, 12, like if you're going with minutes. eight teams out of a 12-team thing, like I mean, come on. But man, the regular season is relevant. Almost. I mean, if you're one of the worst four teams, like I'm sorry, that that's just too bad. Right. But it, you know, it's like, come on, man. It's because like, because here's the reality, and this is just the the honest truth about anything it, we've seen it with every sport that you can imagine you make the playoffs there's a chance right there's there's a chance you know you might you might just get lucky and bobby criticizes me every year basically because he's like yeah joe your your regular season record in the leagues that we're in together is phenomenal i probably have one of the best if not the best regular season record but for whatever reason specifically in the leagues that i play against my brother I don't win the championship. No, you you usually you you have a, more buys than anybody else has ever had in our garage league. Yeah, but you lose that week every time. I don't know, and, and there's and, no like, like you it's know, not that, so it's much, not that at you're that not point, taking, it's not that you're not like 
winning in the playoffs, you literally have to win back then week 15, week 14, whatever it was. Yeah. And then you're in the championship game and you have at least something. I don't know yeah. how many times you took fourth place because you lost yeah, the last not, two not games. Not winning the last two, and, the and last two games. Just, and then the whole season was for not. Yeah, you went a Well, and, and here I am, right? Here I am, the supporter of the non-all-play leagues. And one of those particular seasons, I'm going to bring it up till the day we die, Bobby. But one of the years that I had probably the best team I've ever had, I think I had like LaDainian Tomlinson, Adrian Peterson on the same dang team, right? Just freaking awesome. Jamal Charles scored five touchdowns yes, against he whoever the heck he was playing. And you beat me by like three points. You beat me by like yep. three points. And, and it was like a you... 164 to 160 game or something yeah, like that. It's absolutely it was. Yeah. So yeah, and I'm a supporter of that. But this is this is you know that but that's maybe that's why I am a supporter you're, because you're it's welcome. been screwed over so many times and that type of I just can't accept the all play coming into a, a reality. Right. Because if it does, then I'm gonna be so mad about previous seasons that right. I probably would have won the whole thing. <laughs> the the other the other thing that I see people doing for playoffs is that the top five team by record make it in. And then the highest scoring non playoff team gets the sixth seed. Okay. That's a little different. So that way if you are that I lost 150 to 151 and you do that a couple of times and whatever you still have a chance at the playoffs yeah and then what you do is you make it so that uh, that team is the sixth seed but the three seed and the four seed get to pick their opponent sure yeah they can say I do so, I want to play against them or right not? if so that way the three seed isn't like, well, what the hell? I have to play against the team that scored the most points? This is ridiculous. Now the yeah. three seed can pick to play the five, and then the four plays six, whatever. Like, But that way there's some uh, – Yeah, and in those leagues there's a little manipulating done by the commissioner in those types of leagues because it's yeah. not like ESPN does that. Yeah, so those, yep, you would have to, you'd have to manually go in and do that kind of stuff. But yeah, so let's touch on uh, let's touch on a couple other things real quick, and then we'll get get out of the way. Um, ESPN is the standard for a lot of people these days on what they use. Um, yeah. I know. Switch over to Sleeper. Sleeper is yeah, amazing. I think it's great. It really is a solid one. If you've never used it, look into it. Um, Sleeper is definitely on our list of favorites, uh, and they have yeah. just different setups, a little bit more information. Honestly, in some cases, that maybe right. different information is the right way to put it too. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty cool how they get all that set up and. And, and kind of rock and roll with it. So Sleeper's right. a good one. Um, and then we've already mentioned a couple of the other leagues that are out there. Uh, last question for the night before I get into my hockey game here. I'm almost there. Um, but I do want to ask you, Bobby, in a uh, our next podcast, we'll be probably st- I, we might be starting the mock draft. So in a 12-team redraft PPR league, all right, what position – in your opinion, is the best spot to have the chance of create the best team come with one? I I want to be in the top four if Why? I can. Because I'm getting one of the top four running backs in that scenario. Um, okay. You know, I, I'm able to grab any one of um, um, Jonathan Taylor – Probably gonna go first overall. I can maybe get CMC um, if I'm in in the fourth spot because people might pass on him because of injury. Get Austin Eckler or uh, Dalvin Cook are probably gonna be your top four um, at the running back position. Somebody might get a little squirrely and pass on Cook or CMC because of their injury history and grab a Cooper Cup or something like that. But I'm either getting my choice of wide receiver or one of those top running backs that's got a slight edge over the rest of the the field there. Yeah, when I look at draft positions, a lot of times what I look for is what are my prospects in the third round? I've said this for years that I I think rounds three through six make your team. The first two rounds just can't screw them up. 
right? Yeah. So a couple of years back, I screwed mine up because I went like uh, the, the year I was talking about where I took basically dead last. I went Michael Thomas followed by Lamar Jackson. And they both. And they, well, Michael Thomas got hurt, didn't play half the season. And Lamar Jackson just was okay, right? He didn't, he was, he was fine. But I mean, those are my two guys. Then after that, my, like my number one running back was, I think uh, it was Cam Akers first season in the NFL. He was my number one running back. Like that's how bad it got for me. Right. I think I had OBJ on my team. It just, it was brutal. Right. So like you just can't screw up those first two picks. So for me, I like the number one overall because I'm getting what I feel like is the best player, but also I'm getting what I feel like is the best guy in the third round. So I like that side, but for this argument for me, this year in particular, I like pick number eight. Say more. Say more. Okay. Uh, I like pick number eight because – I'm still going to get a pretty high level player, right? I'm, I'm the first four running backs arguably are very close, right? I think in any given week, one of them could be better than the other. I, you know, I'm, I'm coming out and saying like, I think J- Jonathan JT is probably going to be the best guy, you know, and we've seen this for years where a highly rated running back is going to go first overall. And who knows what happens after that? And he gets hurt, whatever bullshit. But I think in this particular case, not much injury history, should hopefully do pretty well. He'll be the number one guy. But there might be a week where he gets 15 points and Delvin Cook gets 25, right? So I think those first four running backs are really right there. Um, then you mix in Kelsey will probably still be a first-rounder, if not in the top nine picks for sure, right? Uh, what? Cook, Travis Kelsey? Travis Kelsey in many leagues is going in the late third round. Okay. That's fine. We'll talk about this later. Um, anyway, th- well, let's get into the other players that will be taken in the first round then, Bobby, in your opinion. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup. Um, we, maybe... we can get into that when we're doing our mock draft. Yeah, we can like, absolutely talk about it. I've already, I've already listed off some of those guys in terms of the top four, and then you add in like the top three or four wide receivers. Right. So, so I'm sitting at eight, and I'm pretty happy with what's still available is what I'm trying to get to. Right. I think I think the reason why you're saying that is because in our garage league you have pick number seven, and you're justifying having such a terrible pick by saying it's actually <laughs> a good thing. Yes, very true. Uh, I Says do have the, the guy number one overall pick. 12. Hey, I do have the number one overall pick in the Highlander. I'm very excited about that. Uh, yeah, have fun with Jonathan Taylor. I will. I'm gonna have a lot of fun with it, him. You should. I mean, it, it. The thing is, in any league that that's out there if they're not taking Jonathan Taylor as the number one overall pick it's the steal of steals in the number two slot because the three guys after him have so many injury question marks that people are going to be taking uh two three and four sure with, I don't with just, cook with cook but, McCaffrey and, that, and that but we said that years before right it's so like if you don't pick CMC you know, you're the steal of the draft, the number two overall CMC. We said that two years in a row and both years. I mean, shit. Right. So I don't disagree. You know, I think, you know, Taylor's to me, the obvious first overall draft pick without question. Um, but there's definitely some, there's definitely some thought there that, that needs to come in before you, right. you make it. You're, you're making a bet. It's, Fantasy football is a, a game of what's most likely to happen, especially in those first couple of rounds. And yeah. what we've seen out of these other players that are going th- two, three, and four is that they don't play every game. What's most likely to happen with Dalvin Cook is that he plays 13 of 17 games. Sure. When are those or, four or games going to happen? Or, or depending on the season, he, you know, and how the games go, like he might be one of those guys. Like without question, if the Vikings are in the playoffs, Dalvin's Cook is not going to get that many carries in weeks 15, 16, which is your championship week. Right, right. Which is another aspect of things too, but that's for a whole nother day of anal- analyzing things. But what I'm what I'm getting at is what's most likely to happen with these guys who have already shown an injury history is that you might not get every single game out of them. You're banking that you do, and you're not really reaching for anybody else thinking that you won't. 
because if they do play every single game, they are a top two, three, four overall player. Um, and then you're kicking yourself for, well, I'll take Cooper Cup second because he doesn't have that same. He just had this season of all seasons with wide receivers, and I'm going to take him. But then you pass on CMC, who <laughs> goes out, plays every single game, balls out, and has a 2018-2019 season again when he played every game and was like the fantasy MVP. You know, you don't want to. That's that's the risk you got to take in some aspects, but at the one spot when you don't have to do that, you're not going to. Yeah, I agree. I mean, a hundred percent. Well, I think I, I think this should be it for the night. I enjoyed it, Bobby, as always. Um, hopefully the listeners did as well. This was kind of a little bit of unique, not too much uh, craziness in this uh, episode today, but hopefully you get a little bit of advice for your leagues. Hopefully you enjoy them and uh, good luck to everybody as they come about. Our next podcast is going to be around our mock draft. So this is the ones that everybody wants to listen to. It will be coming out here in a few days, um, and uh, we hope you really enjoy it. Uh, But get ready for those. We'll probably do it in three segments, rounds one and two first, three and four, five and six. As I've always said, three, four, five, and six are the most important. Those are the ones you're going to really want to listen to. But thank you again for our listeners for listening. We'll talk to you all soon. Have a good one. Bye.